Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Finding Our World. This is Alice, and today we are with a new guest. Her name is Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Hi. This is the second episode of the Foreigner Experience. So obviously, <laughs> Colleen, in Taiwan, you're a foreigner. Correct. That I am. And so. Where are you from? So I'm originally from LA. I lived there my whole life, specifically the six to six area where all the good Asian food is at. Shout out know? to the six to six. Yes, I miss home. We call each other the homesick girls. Yes, we're known as the homesick girls because you know that's just all we talk about every single time we hang out. Yep. So now you might be wondering why are we even here, but let's. <laughs> so actually, that's a good transition. Why are you here, Colleen? Oh, that is a very good question. Well, so I moved to Taiwan last year, December 2020. Um, so obviously that was during COVID, during the lockdown, during the time that America was having a lockdown. What's funny is the previous year, so March 2020, I visited Taiwan, and I was like thinking, I was like, you know what, like. I just quit my job. Like I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, what if I move to Taiwan, like just to experience like living here, and then like also like it's always been my dream to you know open a coffee shop. So I was thinking of moving to Taiwan March 2020 already, but that is when America had its lockdown, and my parents were just like, you know what, just come home first. We don't know what the situation will be like in Taiwan. Come home first if you really want to go to Taiwan, then go back. But obviously, I went back to America. It was lockdown, quarantine, staying home. For like every single day, nothing to do. I was just really reevaluating my life and what I wanted to do, and I just didn't see like opening a shop in America yet. So I was like, okay, you know what? Why don't I move to Taiwan? Like I, I wanted to do it anyways. Literally booked my flight a month before a one-way ticket to Taiwan, and I was like. Screw it! I'm just gonna go to Taiwan, see if there are any opportunities. What's funny is I told all my friends and family back home. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Taiwan, open a coffee shop, and you know that was actually the main reason why I moved back to Taiwan. Um, so yeah, like that was it. If anyone in Taiwan is listening to this. And do you have the connections to open a coffee shop? Please, please uh, reach out to me. I am still available, as you guys can see. Been here for 11 months, still have not <laughs> opened a coffee shop yet. But yeah, like that's what I wanted initially. What I wanted to do um, when I wanted to move to Taiwan. Initially. Initially. So then, what now? Well, I mean, I feel like ever since I moved here, just so many things. So many challenges and so many unexpected situations arose that I didn't even have the opportunity to even think about it again. So it's not like it's not the dream anymore. It's more like I don't know. I don't see it happening anytime soon. And as disappointing as that is for myself, it's just where I am in life right now. You know. So obviously the coffee shop didn't pan out like I wanted to, but it's still something on my heart that I do want to achieve. In the near future, I see. Then, what would you say are the things that have caused you to kind of put your coffee shop dreams on a hold right now? Mm, That's a very good question. Well, when I first moved here, it was winter, and something about the cold just was so depressing. When I first moved here, I it was funny because back in America, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give myself one month to like settle in. And then after a month, I'm gonna start on the dream. But when 
when I first moved here, there were like so many challenges, I guess. Like, for example, finding a place to live. Um, I, we had it all planned out. We were going to go live at our friend's house for the time being. Last minute, they were like, hey, sorry, we, like, we can't host you guys anymore. And so me and my sister had to like, literally the day before, we had to find a place to stay. Like, And we've been like living at this apartment, renting from a friend, and we've been doing like a month-by-month lease. But even in those times like we would go out and we would like find apartments none of them worked out we literally looked at like at least 20 apartments none of them worked out but like going out and like finding a place or stepping out like all of that was like really challenging when I just moved to a new country that I was not familiar with you know and obviously like I've been to Taiwan before my mom's Taiwanese like I used to come here every year you know like I thought it was gonna be like easy peasy like oh yeah like I can just um, assimilate myself into the situation but it was much more challenging without a job without a sense of where I was going at the time. Everything that, all the challenges that came to me, like I think I fell into like a really like depressed state and I would just stay at home all the time. I wouldn't go out. And it was just like a really dark time for me, I think. So even like, even wanting to like think about the coffee shop, like I couldn't because my basic necessities in life, I didn't even have figured out like where I was gonna live, where I was gonna get money to like have food, you know? All those things were just like not working out to my face you know and so I think that's why I couldn't even think about opening a coffee shop at that time that totally makes sense I think moving to a new country is a lot more challenging than people anticipate yeah I think especially for us like our parents are from Taiwan or like your mom's from Taiwan and so we grew up coming back over the summers and we see Taiwan from a traveler's perspective Correct. And we're treated pretty nicely because we're here for a short period of time. Right. And we think we can function well when we're here. Mm -hmm. But once we actually move here, honestly, finding an apartment in Taipei is one of the hardest things. Honestly, the good ones leave just like that. Seriously, like it's bizarre. Like I also had to find an apartment when I first moved here and it was it was literally like so hard because I went into one and I didn't know that people could live without sunlight. That just doesn't make sense to me. I went into one and they made it look like it was nice through the pictures. But like, it's literally... Oh, okay. Also, apartments in Taiwan, especially in Taipei, especially if you live by yourself. Okay, wait, a little backtrack. Colleen moved here with her sister Lorraine. Right. And so they have two people, so they can't just rent, you know, like a tiny little room. Exactly. So for me, though, I could rent a room, but I didn't want a shared house because, you know, I don't like living with people. So I wanted my own space, but... Oh my gosh. My friend who's from Taiwan went with me to check out the apartments and she basically was like the price range that you're willing to pay. Um, but you're so picky that you're never going to find the apartment that you want. Because yeah, I went into one and he opened the door and then I was like, oh, where's the window? Like, why is it dark? And he was like, oh, it's there, but there's a water tank behind it. So it blocks the sunlight. And I was like, oh, And he's like, yeah, so, you know, since there's a water tank, you're going to hear the water sometimes. And I'm like, oh. And then there was another one where I went and saw the picture and I was like, oh, there's a window. But when I walked in, so when you walk in, they kind of made it like a loft style where the bed is on top. But literally, 
the actual living space doesn't get any sunlight because from the outside like the sun shines into the bathroom and then behind the bathroom is the living space so then no sun gets into the living space it only gets into the bathroom and then oh my gosh some Taiwan apartments have this really weird thing where your washing machine is inside the house <gasps> Oh my god, those are the worst. I never understand those. Like, I'm like, what? what's the purpose? And the thing is, it's not like modern day apartments where you have a really nice washing machine that's like strategically designed under like a kitchen counter. Like, no, it's like out in the open. Like the one that I saw, it was literally, okay, you know how your washing machine, obviously like water goes in and then they need to get rid of the water that went in, right? So the little tube thing, it was just like, out so then the water will just flow out into your shower drain oh like the 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 dry the washing machine is taking a shower with you yeah basically yeah like if it needs to get rid of its water it just goes where your shower drainage is it's just like things like that where i'm just like okay how do i live here and finally the apartment that i found oh my god okay so i made it a thing where every day i would check one zero no five nine one five nine one exactly and because i had to be on top of it because if you're not on top of it then literally the good ones are snatched away just like that. Literally, literally, literally. I called my landlord or then landlord and I called him and I was like, hi, I just saw this. And then he's like, oh, like I literally like just posted it. And then he was like, you can come tomorrow to check it out. And I was like, okay, cool. So I think I was the first person who checked out the apartment. Oh, nice. And then downstairs there was someone else that wanted to check it out and then basically like then and there i was like okay i have to decide if i want this place like now otherwise if she comes in and she wants like the other girl sees it and she wants it then you know i won't get it so then i literally told him i want it and then he had to call the girl that was already downstairs like oh i'm sorry the girl who just checked it out like she wants the apartment it's literally a cutthroat situation because there's so there would be so many times where i would travel i would be traveling far to go see this place and on the way there the guy be like sorry the person that just came just signed and i'm like it, right that's like unheard of in in america it's like no like you have to like be respectful or whatever but like in in taiwan it's just like that just like that gone and i have so many horror stories of going to see like apartments where like the bathroom looks like someone's been murdered in there yes. the bathroom situation in taiwan is not great and i really don't understand because taiwan is so humid yet like especially like the older apartments there's no like windows in the bathroom there is and it smells so bad Oh my gosh. Yeah. So basically, and another thing is like, you know, in America, when you go see apartments, you know, they really try to sell it to you. They're like, here, we have a beautiful view or whatever. In Taiwan, the agents could care less about what you think, like, because they know if you don't want it, someone else wants it already. So you can come in. They don't even talk to you. They're like, here it is. Okay. Bye-bye. And I'm like, there's no customer service in Taiwan at all. And then like, you know, each time like going to see apartments, that takes on like a whole day, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's why like in the beginning, like I really thought we would be up and running so quickly, but these little challenges just added up. Like basic necessities in life that you can get easily done in America. In Taiwan, it just takes a few extra steps for us foreigners because I don't read Chinese, right? Well, I read a little bit, but it's still hard to get by, you know? Going to open a bank account. I went to the like, the bank like six times just so I could open one bank account. It was just a bunch of 
unexpected like technicality like issues because you're californian yes yes apparently i can't even open a bank account at Citibank because i'm a californian i'm like what like why are you guys discriminating me just because i'm from california like i don't understand but yeah like little things like that would just always arise and it would just never let me reach the goal that i wanted to go like i mean it's not like an excuse obviously but it's definitely something that I didn't factor into when I was moving here. For sure. And like, it's really a lot. It's so time consuming, not only time consuming, but mentally draining and emotionally draining. Yeah, like I totally feel because I've been here for almost two years and I feel like I just kind of found my groove slightly. And it's crazy. People think that like, oh, you know, you can speak Mandarin fine, you can read Mandarin fine, well, at least well enough to get by. And, well, I felt like I understood culturally Taiwan to a good enough extent where it wouldn't be extreme culture shock or, like, I don't know, it wouldn't be so, so hard for me to adapt. But literally coming here, everyone thinks I'm super, super American. But like no one back home thinks that. Like all my friends back home think that I'm so Asian. They're like, what's like with you? And then I come here, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so American. You're such an ABC. And I'm just like, oh, okay. But then it's like they hold you to a double standard because they're like, okay, well, you're ABC, so you're American. But then your parents are from Taiwan so then they expect you to i don't know to have a certain understanding of their culture but then they expect you to be completely different and when they think abc they have this certain stereotype of what abcs are supposed to be like and so when you're not that people are like oh you're from america aren't you supposed to be abc efg and i'm like what does that even what and then i'm like uh do you realize how big america is do you realize how big just california is do you realize how many taiwans fit into california like so you're telling me that all because we're from like america we're all supposed to be like abcdfg like we can't be jklm like and they say in a way where it's like what's wrong with you why aren't you like that and i'm like i'm sorry what's wrong with you You. yeah you're the problem here get out they're like this is my land you get out oh my gosh i can't even begin to like talk about that because i feel like yeah like it's so funny that the standards that they put us against and then like they expect you to be a certain way and when you're not they like pites they like sort of like reject you in a way um where it's kind of like i'm like that's unnecessary like i didn't realize i guess like like you said, like when we were traveling here, right? It was so different when versus when we're moving here. It's like, oh, now I have to build a life here. And I actually have to, technically, I do have to confirm to their culture because like I said, this is their country, right? But for us, it's like, wait, this is so different. This is so different. Yeah. It comes with so much more than I feel like we realized before we moved here because literally like finding an apartment is so hard and like when you don't have your own place a place you can you know call home for now you know like every day i can come back here and be comfortable and be safe like 
that feeling of uncertainty and not only is uncertainty but it's like fear because you're constantly and rejection because you're constantly seeking and when things aren't working out and you're like okay well i need a place to live yeah and then there's also like job like if you don't have a steady source of income there's always that worry of like how am i gonna pay any of my bills like coming to taiwan means we pay for our own like phone bills and like just electricity just like everything and like it's not easy either because we aren't native in chinese yes i do want to talk a little bit about the job hunting experience like i feel like so obviously we're american born but we look asian on the outside right and of course like alice said we're not like bandir and like we're not like native people here in taiwan either so we can't get like a job at like well for me i can't get a job at like a coffee shop because i can't really read the menu i um the culture is still a little different for me so obviously i go and look for an english teaching job right but the thing is i look asian and i am not their typical white man looking person and within that there's already so much discrimination that i face like finding a job as an english teacher like i know that my pay will be different i know that the parents will look at me different saying oh she looks asian like why is she teaching my child english when i'm like okay like i don't mean to be rude but like i feel like I, my my english skills are not that bad compared to white people you know just because i look asian on the outside does not mean that i can't i'm not like in good enough for like you're literally american born and raised exactly so like what's the difference exactly. between that and someone with a different exactly skin color? so it's very different because now i feel like I'm, i have to prove myself even in a work where i didn't i didn't study to be an english teacher you know what i mean but i have to like prove to these parents or to my boss that no please please trust me i'm a good english speaker i speak it well i write it well i know my punctuations you know and even like the parents would sometimes call me out like when i make a mistake but i'm like okay if this was a white person teaching your kid you would have no issues for me you know just like little snags that like i meet like on a day-to-day basis where it's like okay i can't fit in as a Taiwanese person and yet I can't fit in as an ABC because now you guys are looking at me saying I'm not white you know it's just so many of these um different things that arise that I'm just like what <laughs> like I didn't expect it at all yeah it's really hard because we think that people will be kind but they're not unfortunately unfortunately that is something that I had to learn here too where yeah Alice said they're just not as kind as I remembered. Yeah, I mean, and I think one of the reasons why it's also so hard for people like you and me is because we don't have like family in Taiwan. And when I say family, I mean relatives that were either really close to or like, you know, obviously our parents aren't here. We came by ourselves and we've never lived here or gone to school here. So we don't have friends who are from here that we've known for a long time or something. I feel like there's a good chunk of ABCs who have traveled back and forth between america and taiwan throughout their childhood and i feel like they've established themselves in both places relatively but yeah for us we're literally the abcs that would just come back for the summers and that was it and so it's different you know like it doesn't matter that our parents are from taiwan this is a completely brand new country and mind you chinese is a very difficult language yes oh my Oh my gosh. Yeah, like talking about the relative things, like I've had 
people that I've met here that are nicer to me than my own family, just because my relatives are very traditional, very uh, condescending in a way. Um, yeah, like when I first arrived, like obviously, you know, got to pay our respects to our relatives as a, you know, nice Asian girl that just moved back from America, right? My mom said, go visit your aunties. And I was like, okay, tell me why my aunties just like berated me telling me why the hell are you in Taiwan? Like you're here to chase your dreams. Like basically telling me like I have no chance in like succeeding in my dreams. And I'm like, oh my God, like where did this come from? Like I didn't ask you for money. I didn't, I just came here to say hello, you know, got to be respectful to you. But like even as my elders, right? Like I'm just here to like say hello and pay my respects. Like all, all you could do is like look down on my dreams and look down on a young girl who is trying to just make it on her own here. Like offering me no help whatsoever. Like I wasn't expecting help either, but I'm just saying like, you know, like the way like they treated me was as if like I owe them a huge sum of money and that I do not belong in Taiwan. And so obviously like that was like also like month three moving to Taiwan, you know, I was expecting a little bit of comfort, a little bit of hospitality from the family that I had left here. But instead I was just faced with criticisms on my actions, criticisms on what I wanted to do that I was trying to still figure out on my own. And like they just came in like and just attacked me, even on like my looks my you know everything it was like oh yeah like you're you're too fat to be like in the in the hospitality industry they literally said that to me they were like oh if you want to go find a job in a coffee shop like you need to lose weight because they're gonna think you're lazy just because you're fat oh my god and i was like oh my god what yeah like my auntie said that to me um which i'm like okay like i'm considered bigger but i don't think i'm that fat to the point where uh a worker or a boss would be like, oh yeah, she looks late. She's physically incapable of getting work done. Yes. She actually said that to me. She said, you need to lose weight or else people won't hire you. She also said, oh, you guys are so short. Like, who's going to want to marry you? What? And I'm like, yeah, like everything, everything that I was insecure about already moving to Taiwan, right? Oh, another thing, body image, right? Like I was already insecure because I know I don't fit the standards of Asian body types out here because I'm just, I have like more curves. And so everything I was insecure about, she just knew where to hit. And I'm like, honestly, after that, like I came home and I cried to my mom. I was like, I never, ever want to see them again. Like, I don't care if you're rich. I don't want your rich meals, you know? Like I'd rather stay at home in Taipei and do my own thing than like, even visit you or even look at you again. Like, honestly, that was, like, one of the most disappointing things that happened to me when I was in Taiwan. And so, like I said, like, every time, just, like, back-to-back disappointments on, like, how to move forward. Yeah. Wow, that's tough. How did you deal with all the disappointments that you had to face after coming to Taiwan? Mm, I think the only thing I could do was to hide at home. Like I, at that time, honestly, like I didn't have much friends. The only thing that I felt safe was like staying at home because outside I am not judged just by walking. Like I realized whenever I walk outside, people tend to glare at me and I don't know why. Like I'm like, oh, is it because I'm fatter or is it because Taiwanese people have a staring problem or something? Like literally, like every time I go outside, like if I just wear something short or like they just look at me, they kind of like glare at me and I'm like, Okay, like even walking outside, I feel judged. I feel not accepted. Like, why not just stay at home? That was the only 
thing I knew how to do to cope. And honestly, like eating, eating was the only thing I knew how to do. I mean, Taiwan had a lot of good food, but for some reason, this time moving it back, like weird, I didn't crave it as much. Like it was like, you know, when you're on vacation, you're like, oh, I had to try this. Oh, that takes an hour to like line up. I'm down. But in, in like moving here, I was like, I didn't want to eat anything either, but I ate to cope with my disappointments and my emotional distress. And also I think you wanted to eat for like comfort food because that's what you're seeking for comfort from food and so taiwan's food isn't comfort for you because that's not where you grew up and that's not the food that you had back home so maybe that's why you didn't crave it like you thought you would exactly like i felt like i tried to cope with it but i don't think i did a very good job because i will say maybe the first nine months i was in taiwan i was really depressed all i could do was wake up eat go take a nap for like four hours wake up to eat dinner and then go back to sleep and just like probably like spend all my day like watching dramas and stuff like and I, I couldn't the thing is I couldn't bring myself to even look at my dream because I felt so far away from it I felt so disconnected with the purpose that I came to Taiwan that I was like so disappointed in myself that I was like okay even if I tried I felt like I would just be like faced with more disappointment so like why even try like so those few months were like just really hard on me yeah mm. Yeah, I can relate. I know. Yeah, I'm actually really glad we met Alice because like she was like our only friend here. I mean, she is our only friend here. Not was. She is our only friend. Like we have not made any friends actually. You have. I have, but they're 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 different. It's true. You always have people whom you have maybe fun with, but maybe there are certain things that or like you know when you're having a lot of fun, you're not gonna bring up heavy topics all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely think that making friends is definitely something that's very challenging for sure. For sure. I mean, I feel like I thought I was good at making friends. I mean, I, I think I am, but then, <laughs> thank you. I think I am, but I feel like Taiwanese people are very different than American people when making friendships. As in, for example, I'm talking to my friends here like I have, I already had a few people that I knew in Taiwan that I would, you know, see every time I visit Taiwan. But then they would be like, oh, how's, how's adjusting to moving to Taiwan? And, you know, I would share a few things and they kind of just look at me and they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, there was no tone or there was no sense of empathy or like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like they did try to help in their own way. I'm not here to say like they didn't try to help at all, but their helping was kind of like also inputting their own agenda, uh, their own agenda on me. Like for example, like finding an apartment there, they were like, oh, like your apartment is so expensive. You should find something cheaper. But then like the thing is the cheaper ones don't have what I need necessarily like kitchens, right? Oh yeah, that's something like- Oh my God. Yeah. Did you know that people live without kitchens? Because some apartments in Taiwan don't have kitchens. Yeah. And like that's so foreign to me and my sister because we love cooking at home. Like, and we think it saves more money too. Like, so we want to cook at home. And the thing is we ask for bare minimums for our apartments, but to Taiwan's people, it doesn't make sense. Okay. okay, let's go over the bare minimum. Okay, kitchen. Sunlight. Sunlight. A nice bathroom that doesn't look like someone was murdered in it. Thank you. Like, th that's it. Yeah, legit. And then these Taiwanese people will be like, oh my god, like, you must be like, your standards must be so high. I'm like, they're not standards. They're basic necessities, please. And... You know, they would just be like, oh, like, it's so easy to find it. For you, it might be easy. But for us, it's like, it's hard. And it's so hard. 591 is literally all in Chinese. Ex exactly. Okay. 
I don't understand Taiwan wants to be like a double language country, yet everything everything important important is only in Chinese. And just me looking at Ujo E, I can barely read Chinese. It takes me a very long time already. So I don't even know how the foreigners do it. The foreigners forum on Facebook is helpful too, but everything there is also like very expensive. Yes, that's the thing. Like everything for foreigners is more expensive. So then obviously we're like, well, since you know we can kind of read Chinese. And stuff, and we can't afford the places that they're offering to foreigners. We have to use sites like Five Man One, but、uh, it's hard. The stereotypes that Taiwanese people have for Americans or foreigners or ABCs is that we're rich and that we can solve problems easily. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it doesn't apply to everyone. I do understand that I did have a luxury being able to come to Taiwan to move and you know not have a job for the first few months, but that does not mean that I am rich and that I can splurge on you know.、Um, Renting an expensive apartment or like getting a nicer place, you know. Going back to the making friends, like so, those were the Taiwanese friends. And then like you know, I haven't really found like a group or a community of people where I'm able to say like, yeah, like I can go to them with my problems, you know. Thankfully, we had Alice. We were we were grateful that we at least had one friend that really understood what we were going through. And thank God she's been here a year before. So <laughs> we're like sometimes when we have problems, we would ask Alice. Yeah, like it was nice for us to bond over the fact that we. We all moved here voluntarily to, you know, chase our dreams, and that we were in it together. Despite the setbacks, despite everything that has happened, we're still here. And yeah, like every time we hang out, we just like bond over that. So that's been fun. Yeah, I mean, hardships bring people together. Unfortunately, it does. But yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot, like we said already, that comes into moving to a new country, and it's always helpful, even if there's that one person. And I'm glad that you have your sister too, so that you guys can go through it together. I know. Honestly, I always say this, but like, I think Alice is so brave moving here by yourself. Like, even with my sister, I think it was so hard, and I already felt so lonely. So I can't even imagine how hard it was for you. Like, you actually moved here all on your own. You figured everything out all on your own, which is so brave. <laughs> Brave. All I can say is brave. Thank you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just、uh, dumb of me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm here. Was it hard though at any point having someone always there? Is that always a good thing, or were there moments where you're like, oh, like I just really need my space or something? So this is actually such a good question because even though me and my sister we lived together like most of our lives, living together in a small space because you know Taipei small, the apartment's gonna be small, right? Was so different because me and my sister are so dang different, like. She is very OCD. She is very specific on things, certain things that I personally cannot see. Like just cleaning the standard. I'm not saying I'm a dirty person. Like I do have standards too. But like me and her are just so like her standards are just way too high for me. So obviously in the beginning, oh my god, it was so hard because I think we both we each had our own pressures moving to Taiwan, right? I had my pressures. Of wanting to open a coffee shop, she actually moved to Taiwan because she wanted to support me on that. And so, obviously, we both had different pressures that we were both dealing with that were kind of unspoken. Like they were never really like explicitly said. Like I think I had pressures of, oh my god, like if I fail, like I'm also dragging my sister down with me because she came here for me. And I think. 
you know, I don't know about my sister's struggles because I didn't really, like I said, we didn't really talk about it. But, you know, we, we each had our own struggles and depression that we were both dealing with. Also, like I said, I, I would just stay at home all the time. My sister, too. Like, we were the only people that we interacted with, right? So that obviously brought a lot of pressure. That brought a lot of fights. When my sister was stressed, she would take it out on me. When I was stressed, I would take it out on her. So it was very hard living with another person under that much stress and pressure. But at the same time, it was like a companion where, okay, let's go out to eat. Okay, um, at least I'm not eating alone. Or, um, you know, I want to go shopping or I want to go watch a movie. Like, do you want to go together? You know, stuff like that. So I guess there was good and bad. But overall, I think I would have preferred coming with someone. Because I think just being by myself and alone with my thoughts, I think that would have been a very scary place to be in. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of her sister, Lorraine, she will be on the next episode of this mini season so stay tuned for that and i think we covered a lot and thank you for sharing about um your struggles and what you've been going through so is there any last words that you would want to say to yourself before you moved here or maybe potentially advice to even other people who are thinking of moving to another country or maybe specifically to Taiwan? I think advice that I would give myself and others is give yourself time to adjust and to a new country that you're moving to because I think because of the pressure and expectations I had for myself to move forward and like accomplish all these things that I wanted to like I didn't give myself time to uh, breathe and give myself time to accept everything that was happening to me. I think therefore it kind of prolonged the depression state that I was in because I was just so disappointed in where I was and how far I thought I was gonna be so yeah like give yourself time to like you know enjoy the little things that this new country has to offer like I think moving here like like we said already like it was so different than on vacation I felt like everyone even like just going out to eat like I couldn't read the menu the workers or the the people would be so rude to me thinking I was like illiterate or something but in reality I just couldn't read Chinese but they think I'm probably like stupid or something like I've never been to school before you know yeah like give yourself time to take everything in process everything because you know it can be hard moving to a whole new country and trying to start from zero and to find your own community, find your own groove into like your surroundings. Give yourself time and um, moving to a new country can be lonely, but I'm proud to say that like throughout that loneliness, I have grown a lot and I'm proud of who I am right now because of all the challenges that I faced like during those times where I couldn't even walk out the door, you know? Um, but now like I feel like I'm in a better place and yeah, just give yourself time. I agree. Give yourself time. Be more gentle with yourself. I think we are very hard on ourselves because we come and it, we see that it's a time to hustle and we have goals and we're like, why the heck am I still looking for an apartment? Why am I still adjusting to life here? I should have already adjusted. I should already be working. I should already be a step closer to my dream. But I think like you said, I've also grown, you know, I've had so much time to myself. I've been able to reflect and process a lot. And I think that that's something that if I was back home in LA, I don't know if I would have the time and space to be able to process all of these things. So I think that we should be proud of ourselves and 
I'm proud of you. So many times we were just like, should we go home? Should we go home? But we've stayed, so good job. Oh my God, so many times. I know, not even joking, but we've made it thus far. And I think no matter what, we'll look back. And in the moment, we may not realize, but when we look back, we'll realize, oh, that's why I went through that. Oh, that has shaped me into who I am today. So everyone moving to a new country can be very scary. However, it's honestly a ride that you'll never be able to experience if you don't step out of your comfort zone and leave the country. And yeah, so this is just some of our stories and a little bit of how our move to Taiwan was. And like we said, the next episode will be calling Sister Lorraine. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Finding Our World. Remember to give us some stars, give us some reviews. We're on a lot of the streaming platforms. And yeah, follow us on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.